Hi guys, welcome back. I know it's been a couple weeks and we have missed you too. Um, <laughs> I know. Well, if you guys didn't know, me and Katie, we met up in Dallas a couple weeks ago, which was so fun. Yeah. That was the first place we met in person. I know. Um, I know. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Went to a conference out there. Charlie Kirk threw a big women's conference, women's summit. Um, I guess, I, I guess this episode is like loosely inspired by that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. We had a good time out there. Yeah. It was, it was great. And both of our moms came and we had a, just a really fun girls trip. And so I think we're going to make that a, our destination to meet up Dallas. Cause it seems to be, well, since you live in California, I live in Ohio. It's a good, a good middle ground uh, place to meet. And plus Texas is just awesome. So we love Texas. Yeah. We always have a really good time when we go out there. Oh, yeah. And, um, it was starting to get hot, but that's okay. We, we will make it work. Um, yes. In 2020, we actually went out in October and the weather was right. so yeah. perfect and so beautiful. Um, so definitely, obviously, Texas summers are hot for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. But yeah, so today we thought it would be fun to kind of go over some hot takes and just our opinion on a couple different topics. We're going to hit um, just some fun things. Um, we want to talk about women's health. We want to talk about all the things, the craziness going on with Pride Month um, mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, just woke Christianity. We just wanted to cover just an array of topics. And these are kind of things that we got to talk about or got to listen to, sorry, at the conference mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And it's just, I don't know, I think it would just be fun, a little bit more lighthearted. Um, yeah you know, just some good topics, especially because Katie and I are both in the fitness industry. So we kind of just wanted to talk about, I don't know, maybe some of our biggest hot takes from 2023 on mm-hmm. women's health and fitness just in general. Um, Cause I know we were just, we were talking for a while about just some of our experiences in the mm-hmm. industry. And um, so, yeah, you can start off. What's your biggest women's health hot take? Yeah. My, I don't know, this seems to be controversial, even though it's pretty, it's interesting because I feel like nowadays in our society, like logic actually is pretty (laughs) controversial when it comes to um, just, I mean, pretty much everything across the board. Um, But I would say that there is a huge, just there's so many trends. And so sifting through, okay, is am I thinking a certain way because it's trendy or am I actually like thinking through things logically? And so my biggest hot take would be that what is best for each individual is largely based on a a person's unique lifestyle, health factors, goals, and not everything that is deemed good is actually good for each person. So for example, um, intermittent fasting is one that across the board just took up a ton of, I mean, it just got so popular. And for some individuals, it's not a good thing. Um, For example, too, this new, just I'd say crunchy movement where it's all about cutting out everything that's toxic from your um, life and literally being obsessed with just being afraid of pretty much everything across the board. Yes, in general, you should be aware of what you're intaking, eat healthy foods and, you know, use as natural of things as you can for cleaning and all of the all of these things, but there's so much fear where it becomes like this obsession, so we're actually not 
thinking through things like from a logical perspective of what is sustainable, but rather from a perspective of fear. And a lot of times you have to remember that these influencers and these people are selling supplements, they're selling cleaning products, they're selling, they, they're sponsored by companies. And so they really are after your money. And there is like, I've just noticed this almost like religious, um, trend in health and fitness where it's like the new thing of cut out everything that has any drop of artificial sweeteners or everything that has any caffeine and you know all of these like very dramatic rules and you have to like actually take a step back and think like okay first of all probably the biggest struggle with most people is maintaining a healthy weight Mm -hmm. and so it if we're getting so obsessed with these minutia, but we're not actually like fueling our bodies properly, then we're kind of missing, like we're missing, what's the expression, the forest amidst the trees. Like we're, we're focused on these things that leave us with a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety when we're not looking at things holistically and from a sustainability standpoint. So I think there's just so much fear and people are doing things out of emotions as opposed to actually like looking at their lives and maybe making a few adjustments and actually even just kind of experimenting with things and like, does it work for you? And if not, you don't have to do it just because some doctor on Instagram tells you you need to do it. A thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we were talking, um, we were talking about our cycles at the conference and like how a lot of um, holistic uh, doctors and practitioners or whatever, they, um, suggest maca to help with like regulating your cycle and things like that. And how both you and I had a horrible reaction that did horrible things to our cycle <laughs> and it was not yeah. beneficial, but like, you can't put everyone in a box and be like, yeah, this is what you need for, you know, healthy ovulation, or this is what you need to be the healthiest. And mm-hmm. I think I really fell prey to that when I was, um, in my nutrition certificate program. Mm -hmm. And there was a section that we did and was all um, basically focused on plant-based diet. I really bought into it because I was like, oh, like, I don't want to be eating things that, you know, if meat is like getting stuck to my like liver or whatever they said, I can't even remember, but it was all these things like, oh, well, meat doesn't fully break down. So it's going to be in your system for forever. And then you can't whatever, clear it all out. And I really bought into that. And I tell everyone I was like vegan for about a year, um, probably the unhealthiest, most depleted I have ever been because mm. I was getting sufficient vitamins. And in this nutrition course that I was in, because it was like a five part one, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, they didn't believe in supplementation because you should be able to eat all your nutrients. And like, it is so hard. I was eating so much vegetables and I was still so depleted. Like every meal I was having like heaps and heaps of different vegetables. I was really like diligent and dedicated, but Mm -hmm. it was not something that worked for me. I was very depleted and I just was having a lot of health issues from that and just didn't work. And kind of like you were saying, like cutting out everything bad and demonizing everything in life, like it can make it very complicated to just like live Mm -hmm. life and, you know, do what you can, but I don't think that it has to be like, so, um, like, like you said, like that kind of crunchy lifestyle that is, mm-hmm. it is a religion. It's like, Oh, well you don't use like, I don't know, natural deodorant. And like, I decided to use natural deodorant, but if you don't, that's okay. Maybe you use natural right. body wash and I don't, you know, so right. there's a give and take. And it's like, 
I remember for the longest, even when it came to makeup, like I would only get all like the natural makeup. Mm -hmm. I wear makeup two times, maybe three times a week max. I was like, that's not what I'm getting toxins from the most. Like if anything, it would be, you know, maybe a certain food that I eat or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, So to kind of just like you said, like using logic and reason and keeping that in mind, I've heard some just crazy things um, Mm -hmm. about not drinking coffee in the morning because it raises your cortisol levels and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, naturally, like your cortisol levels are going to raise because like you're waking up and like that's normal. Like I shouldn't feel Mm -hmm. sleepy in the morning when I wake Mm -hmm. up then there's certain things like, yeah, you should be sleeping eight hours a day. You should be exercising. You should be moving your body. You should be getting sunlight. Like things that make sense to me are like the very like, you know, obvious ones. I would for sure. And, um, but yeah, the fear mongering, I think is the biggest thing that is frustrating, especially for someone who's just getting into fitness and nutrition. They're like, dang, I have to do so many things. Like this is overwhelming. And if you have a new client come in, you're not going to be like, oh, you have to do 20 different things. How about we just start with two? Or maybe we can even start with one. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's implementing those small things. And for the kids at the gym, we do similar things. It's like, okay, you may not be um, tracking your food right now, but you are sleeping eight hours. So now let's implement drinking more water. Now Mm -hmm. our protein. Now let's track our calories, you know? Right. Right. Slowly stepping them into it. And then when you do accomplish those little things, you're like, oh, I can do this. Now mm-hmm. I'm on more, but don't give me 50 things that I need to do and in, in the yeah. health that is just not realistic for most people. It's it's right. ridiculous. It's out of control. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, one of the biggest things I think I was just thinking about all of this fear-mongering. And I thought, you know, actually it's interesting because we with all of these details, usually there's something to be bought in terms of supplementation or um, program or whatever it may be. But what's not often talked about is probably most people could stand to exercise a little bit with a little bit more diligence, but that's not, they're not going to make money off of that. Telling you, actually, you need to exercise a little bit harder or train a little bit longer because most people need to. Uh, now, of course, there's exceptions. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about the athlete that's very disciplined with their training. And, yeah. um, you know, you and I, we, you know, it's not like our problem necessarily would be that. But most individuals, you know, ha- I guess this is another hot take, are not working hard enough in the gym. They're not, they're not exercising like they should be. They're not, they're making excuses more than they should be. Um, and a lot of these health issues when it comes to, um, you know, building muscle and building a lean, leaner body composition, really a, a basic building block of that is training hard with yeah. in, in a sustainable way. I'm not talking about going to Orange Theory. I'm talking about, you know, having a dedicated discipline training program yeah. that you're actually going to stick to. But most people could probably train harder in the gym. So, you you know, you're doing all these things. You're taking the, you know, all these herbs and everything. But are you actually resistant, doing resistance training to a point where you're going to be putting on muscle? Yeah. Eh, most people I see at the gym are spending more, times on, more time on their phone than they are actually lifting. So hot take, stop looking at your phone when you're lifting and actually work hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you need a trainer, then like hire someone to help you or, you know, um, but I think a lot of excuses are made when actually, you know, we're not even exercising like to our, 
even, you know, capability. And you don't need a ton of time. If you're in the gym and focused and you're actually working hard, you don't need more than 45 minutes, average person. But, um, you know, I just see a lot of people just sitting on machines looking at their phones and we need to cut that out. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. And too, you should be like really pushing yourself if you do have the ability to do that. And, and it should be, you should be tired by, you know, the end of that set. It shouldn't be like, oh yeah, that was like, Easy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, and even if you're training for like more of like a maintenance and stuff, when you've been training for a really long time, like I feel like in my early years, I think that I had to like train more often to like build muscle where now I can get away with training three times a right. week. And, you know, as long as I'm hitting like upper body at least once or twice, lower mm-hmm. body twice, sometimes I like to do it three times. Um, but like, you know, it's just, you already have the muscle on your body. So it's mm-hmm. not like I still like build, I always say this to my brother. I was like, I'm not really looking to like build no. muscle. I just want to maintain the muscle that I have. on Exactly. Um, exactly. When you're early on, like you have to you really have to put in the work and it can't be a mm-hmm. dumbbell that you're curling for, you know, 75 reps. Like I'm like, I'm sorry, like it's pointless. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. There for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. The next thing we want to talk about is all the craziness of pride month, um, mm. you know, and just how as Christians, we can really take back that month. And, and really I've been hearing so many amazing podcasters that I do love, um, talking about how like the rainbow was created by God. And that is a covenant that God made to his people that he would never flood the earth again. And it's a very beautiful Mm -hmm. And um, there is a quote that I just took from gotquestions.org. And it said, after the flood, God promised that he would never again send a worldwide flood to destroy the earth as an act of his divine judgment for sin. As a sign to remind Noah and his descendants of his covenant promise, God set the rainbow in the cloud. Mm. Um, And I think it's so important to remember that because I'm, so weird. Like in June, when I see rainbows and I'm like, is that a pride rainbow or is that a Mm -hmm. God rainbow? But I'm like, no, because it it is always a God rainbow. Yes. I know the certain colors and all that stuff. It's annoying, but Mm -hmm. I just really loved how so many podcasters were making a point to like really take back that covenant, that Noahic covenant and remember reminding us that like there's God only blesses marriage between a husband and wife. That's the only covenant that he sees between those two. And we really have to stand firm as Christians in that. Mm -hmm. It is a hard topic to speak upon because I'm sure everyone in their life knows someone who may be in that community. And, Mm -hmm. um, but just being reminded that marriage is between a man and a woman. It is a holy covenant that was given by God and God doesn't recognize any other version of that. Right. Yeah. And I mean, hot take, pride is a sin, no matter what pride you have. (laughs) Let's be real. The whole, the whole title pride month. I mean, I just cringe at the fact that like we even call it pride month because pride is, is a blatant sin in the Bible. Um, and we all struggle with it in different ways, but the fact that like now we're actually plastering it everywhere and saying pride is a good thing is very contrary to what the word says. So no matter what pride it would be, if it would be heterosexual pride, it would be a sin. If it would be um, pride in my body, that's a sin or pride about, you know, in my fitness, pride in my achievements, every single aspect of pride is sinful. And so I think it's interesting that we call it pride month 
-hmm. And then we're taking something like the rainbow that was a a promise from God Mm -hmm. and we're distorting it and we're make and we're calling it a pride flag. Yeah. Wow. Like that is, you know, just the way that Satan takes things and twists it is very, um, you look at it from kind of a logical perspective and you're like, yeah, I mean, Satan would do that because he hates God. He hates the promise. He hates marriage. Mm -hmm. He hates everything that is good and orderly. And so to take something like the rainbow and to twist it and then to call it pride and that we're celebrating pride. I mean, he loves that. Um, And then if you don't celebrate pride, then you're looked at as being hateful when in reality, actually we, um, you know, to deny ourselves and to deny that pride is actually very godly and what God calls us to do. So I think any pride is sinful and we're, and the reason that I'm even saying that is because God says it in the word. Um, and you know, just look through the Proverbs and Proverbs 11 two, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. And so looking at, I think something like pride month from a humble perspective and recognizing, okay, the reason that, um, you know, we stand firm on God's, on, on certain, you know, um, a marriage is defined by God. It's not because my opinion or because what I think it's because God's order, God's laws. And so once you are, once you have the Holy spirit and you're sanctified in that, you start to see, okay, there's an order to things. And there is a, a, just amazing design that God created. Um, So recognizing, okay, humility and seeing these people who are celebrating pride, um, who we know a lot of them and we love a lot of them, but they are human beings created in the image of God or created, you know, created for purpose. And so recognizing, okay, the deception, Satan's deception is what's blinding their eyes. It's not something that we need to be, it's not a, it's not a flesh and blood fight. It truly is darkness, Satan twisting God's word, twisting what the, what the, um, rainbow means. And then we have Satan who is, you know, or I'm sorry, Satan is doing that. And then we have God's truth. And so, you know, coming at it from a perspective of recognizing it's a spiritual battle as well. And that the hum- the individual who is celebrating pride or celebrating that as their identity is looking for identity and looking for truth and looking for love. And so if we can come at it from that perspective too, and recognizing everyone's searching for identity in something, yeah. whether it be fitness, their sexuality, their job, their accomplishments, their body, their hair, you know, some people, it's their beauty, their hair. <laughs> um, and recognize like, man, that the LGBTQ community, I guess, with all the other, I mean, there's more letters, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, that is such an opportunity to love a, or to recognize that that's a group that is desperately searching for identity and for meaning. And so how can we truly love them where they're at, but then show them like your identity can come from some something that cannot be taken away from you, that is true, that is solid, that's a firm foundation, um, identity in Christ. And I'm so encouraged. I just will say uh, Beckett Cook, he has been such a just with all this LGBTQ Pride Month, um, his podcast. I don't know if you listen to his podcast. Oh, you'll have to send it to okay. me. Okay, yeah. he's 
amazing. Everyone listening to this needs to look up Beckett Cook. So he lived a home the homosexual lifestyle for I mean I think I think in like 40 years or something. And then he was born again, came to Christ, left that identity. And so now he does a lot of really amazing um, podcasts, interviews. He wrote a book just talking about how to approach this topic um, from a biblical perspective, but yet like truth and love. And so how he gives personal examples, but then also interviews other people who left the LGBTQ lifestyle and left that community and now are following Christ and have transformed their lives. And it's so eye-opening and encouraging. And he interviews, I mean, Rosaria Butterfield, is it Butterfield? Oh gosh, now I'm going to get her name wrong. Um, But she was actually a radical, like feminist, lesbian, progressive who left, who came to Christ, who now is an activist, like against the whole movement. And she's fascinating. And so he's had some interviews with her recently, but it's just, I think, um, you know, looking for those Christian resources and, and, um, and also like recognizing that everyone's looking for identity in something. And the fact that it's even called pride month, like, Ooh, man, Satan is trying to like twist all these things that are not good and celebrate it. And so recognizing that this is a battle that we're facing a spiritual war. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I love that how you talked about, you know, Pride Month, because it is so true. When you think about pride, it's like it's it's the root of all sin. I mean, we know that. And for them to call that that month and things like that. So that's so true. And I think really this year, um, it just felt like the agenda was being pushed even harder, which every year, I mean, it is being pushed, but especially with all the things with the drag queens and the kids. And, you know, for me, like I always say, the biggest thing is that in the Bible, the Lord talks about children so often. And mm-hmm. he knows because um, they're so spiritually, um, I don't really know how to put it. I guess like spiritually open, I yeah. guess. Well, like, you know, obviously when like the Lord talking about you, you train your child up the way they should go. Cause and when they're older, they won't depart from it. Right. And the reason why he speaks about children so often, and there's a reason why this community is trying to go after your children. And they're actually even saying it out loud is because they know if you can manipulate that child's spirit at a young age, they're going to live a life of depravity, just like these people are for the rest of their life. And, and I think there's like a certain type of judgment that comes for people who are messing with God's children. And so I really like, that's when I really put my foot down about, you know, target because targets always had their, their pride mm-hmm. um, play for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I really, this year when just boycotting them and I was like, no, like I'm not supporting anything and I'm not, I'm not a boycott person. I'll just put that mm-hmm. out there. I'm not, I've never boycott anything. Um, if I just don't buy something, then I just don't buy it just in general. Yeah. This was something that I was like, no, like we need to make an impact and people need to know that we are no longer standing for this because mm-hmm. our children obviously are our future and we do right. need to protect those. And, um, and throughout the Bible it talks about like, you know, you need to protect children and mm-hmm. widows and, um, you know, uh, the Bible is so relevant today, more relevant today probably than it's ever been because we need it more than we ever mm-hmm. have. Um, you really just, you look throughout the world and you're just like, 
okay, Lord, like we really need to be steadfast and um, in sharing his message and Mm -hmm. just being diligent and living our lives out in that manner that brings honor to the Lord, because, you know, anything will fly if we don't stand firm in the truths of what, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Lord's given us in his word. So yeah, it kind of takes us over to woke Christianity and just kind of like modern day Jesus that I see that Jesus accepts everyone. He loves everything. And, you know, sin's not a real thing. You can just say sorry and you're good. And Mm -hmm. um, in my Bible study, what was it last week, we were kind of like talking about that. And um, one of the guys was talking about how he almost like doesn't feel like, how did he, I don't want to like mess up what he was saying, but basically if he struggles with habitual sin, he almost feels as if he's like not saved. And we're Mm -hmm. trying to like explain to him, like, that's not how it works. Like we are humans and the Lord knows how much we desperately Mm -hmm. need him. Um, And that's the whole point, I think, of why we constantly have to go to him and ask for forgiveness. Um, And he just said that he didn't really want to fall into like that woke Christianity, like, oh, I can sin and it's all good kind of thing. So I guess I kind of wanted to like touch on that. Um, and obviously the Bible as, is as true today as it was, um, you know, back then when it was being written, right. and, um, people like to say, oh, it's not relevant. That's a ancient book and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, no, like it, it is, God, it's, it's a living, breathing thing. Like that is not, um, that is not true. So, yeah, I mean, just read through some of the Proverbs and it's going to humble you pretty quickly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think just kind of going off what you said, like this movement of progressive woke Christianity is very much, I mean, rarely talks about repentance and turning from your sin, if at all. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, if you open your Bible and you read about what Jesus said, he said, come as you are, but you always leave change. Like you, you come, you you don't need to achieve a certain level of holiness to come to God. Like he wants us to come to him now, (laughs) not wait because we need him, but we should not be so comfortable in, you know, I think there's a difference between being comfortable and justifying our sin versus sin grieving us. And like, there was an interview, I think it was with John MacArthur, um, I think. And the question was asked, like, kind of along the same lines, like, why do I keep sinning if I'm saved? Like, yeah. And, you know, the sanctification wow. process and the pain of that. And he said, the fact that like your sin grieves you is actually a, is evidence of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Because before you think about before you're walking with the Lord, if you have remembrance of that, um, which most people probably do. I mean, of course, there's individuals that came to the Lord at a very young age, which praise God, but most people have a, at least somewhat of a remembrance of a time where they were not really feeling any sort of guilt or shame about their, about their sin and just kind of walking in sin, whether it was blatant, you know, sexual sin or even just pride um, like we just talked about, or selfishness and how it didn't really bother you. But now that you are walking with Christ, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the difference between this, I think, you know, woke acceptance Christianity versus true Christianity is 
they take partial truth and they distort it. So like the, the part that's true is come as you are. Yes. But God does not want us to just be sit in our sin and be comfortable with it. That why would Jesus, why would, why did he need to die then? Exactly. If, if we can just continue to, to celebrate and live in our sin. And there's a difference between that grievance that comes with sin versus just that comfortability that some people do have that are just like, well, you know, I can keep sinning. And, and Paul, I mean, he is blatantly, um, he's very clear in the word and said, you know, should I keep on sinning? I think that's in, oh gosh, is that Romans where he says that? (laughs) I'm forgetting. But um, he says, should I keep on sinning because grace abounds? By no means. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, absolutely not. That's basically, you know, taking what Jesus did on the cross and not actually recognizing the fullness of it. And so um, I think being aware of the fact that, like we just said, with with Satan twisting a little bit of truth and turning it into a lie, um, you know, just being aware of what is the message of some of these churches. Maybe you have gone to one and are they talking about repentance? Are they talking about the gospel or are we talking about the word and Jesus and what he did? And he said, die to yourself daily. Like we're not meant to just be celebrating our sin. Yeah. Yeah. And our job as Christians is to align our lives to the word of God and to what Jesus teaches. Right. And not opposite of that. And I think in today's day and age, like we always think that we can do it better. And it was funny because um, over the weekend, me and my boyfriend went to a comedy show and um, the guy was talking about how millennial parents think that they are just doing it better. He's like, oh, we don't spank our kids because we talk to them and they still don't listen, but we're doing it better. <laughs> yeah. And like, he just had all these um, little things that he was saying. And I just, I thought it was so funny and so true because we really do think that we can do it so much better. Um, just because we're so, we're so smart, we're so educated. And that's kind of what he was making a joke about. And I'm like, no, like our job is to align our lives with the Bible, align our lives with God's truth. And anytime Mm -hmm. that we go astray from that, which we will, because we are humans and we do Mm -hmm. struggle in nature and you'll never not struggle with that. Like that will always be something that you will struggle with. Um, but as the Lord changes you and, and creates that new heart in you, um, those desires will lessen and your desires will be more of the Lord's and you'll, you'll, your heart will break for the things that the Lord's heart breaks Mm -hmm. for. And I think that's just such a, a good thing to remember because I think it is easy to be like hard on ourselves. Like um, one of the guys in my Bible study and, you know, it's almost like this, um, he comes from a Catholic background. So I think that may have some things to do with it, but it's like, you know, you have to do certain things to be saved. And it's like, no, like we are saved by grace alone, but because Mm -hmm. of God's grace and because of his goodness and because of his love, that is a transformative type of love that will change our behavior and change our nature Mm -hmm. and change us down to the very core of who we are. And um, I just, you know, and it's interesting. I think just everyone's raised differently. And obviously to be raised in the faith is always a good thing, but different sex and different mm-hmm. areas of, of Christianity can have a way of twisting certain things. Um, and, uh, and yeah. And, and I think like 
yeah, you could almost be like too structured. And it's like, oh no, God is too far. And then some people are like, oh, God is everywhere or, or mm-hmm. not everywhere. God is anything or kind of thing. Like, you know, like when I hear people say like, oh, God is a woman and he, this and that. I hate when people say stuff like that. Like that drives me insane. Um, but yeah, it's like, but it's like this woke Christianity. I know. It, it, yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh gosh. That, what is that? artist uh Ariad, ariana grande mm-hmm. yeah her god is a woman song literally like the second it comes on i'm like this is blasphemous i turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> like oh my ears yeah. um but yeah it's it's very much i mean it really is rooted in pride like yeah. we know better than god we know better you know and it goes back to the garden and the you know true the tree of of knowledge of good and evil it's like did really did God really say, you know, I know does he really know what's best? And Satan questioning that and um and and you know just our our pride and we think we know best and it's so funny. I'm just laughing at the millennial parent thing that you mentioned. I'm like so funny. So true. It's like we are so enlightened and we yeah. every like we know what's best. And it's yeah. like, do you really yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so it was so funny. I yeah. was like, "Oh my gosh, this is that so is hilarious!" But it made me think of this too. I was so like, "Funny, yeah, yeah." But, and I think anytime you know we're there is that. I mean, it really. Gosh, I feel like so many of these things we're talking about really it does come down to pride, yeah. and it does come down to thinking that we know what is best as opposed to submitting to the Lord and letting him reveal the truth and open our eyes to the truth. And I mean, I'll even say like my heart has been changed on so many things since um, really 2016, 2017, when I started really walking with the Lord again and just my perspective on so many things, but it's not because of forcing it. It's like, because I'm getting into God's word, because I'm surrounding myself with godly individuals and like that sanctification process that does open your eyes to the truth. And so also keeping that in mind when you're talking to someone who isn't a Christian, they might not need to be argued with in terms of their ideas. They might actually need to be um, challenged with the gospel and then allow that to truly sanctify or, you know, work on their heart and for God to work on their heart and not necessarily um, argue because you, you do realize you are arguing against demonic uh, lies and, and that stronghold in our world. And so, you know, before we can really um, do anything, we need to realize too, we're fighting for souls and for eternity. So keeping that perspective in all, in all things. For sure. I love it. That's all we have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of our hot takes. Um, If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do give us a five-star review on Apple podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the underscore freedom podcast. Yeah. We love you guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks for another show. Bye. Bye guys.